Hi, I'm Josh Shearer and I serve as the lead pastor here at Gawley Uniting Church. I wanted to personally thank you for joining us today. We exist as a church to see lives transformed with the good news of Jesus. Now, I hope this service inspires you. I hope it blesses you. I hope it builds your faith and I hope it gives you perspective that God is moving in your life. If there is anything that we can do to help you, don't be afraid to reach out on social media or email our office. Thanks for joining us again and let's get to the service. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, I'm really excited to be seeing everyone here in person, and I'd love to extend a very big welcome to anyone watching online. It's great that you can join with us. Oh, yeah, United Kids. Sorry, I forgot United Kids is on today. So if you're a young person, please feel free to go out and join our team. Um, for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Emily, or M, and I've been attending here at Gawley United Church for five or six years now. Uh, as Caitlin said, we're um, going through a series called Refresh at the moment. Today is week five. Our lead pastor, Josh Shearer, felt it on his heart that as we began the new year, we need to remind ourselves of some key elements that shape our spiritual journey, which can influence our ability to reach our community. In week one, the key element that was focused on was transformation. It was discussed that a transformation of the heart occurs when we meet with Jesus, which slowly causes a change in our behavior that enables us to move away from our selfish nature towards a selfless nature. In week two, Josh spoke about baptism and its symbolic importance for making our faith public. In week three, Angus spoke about life groups and the importance of community in our journey of faith. Angus spoke personally about his life group and the way his group encourages him and uplifts him in the hard times. And that is a key element in pursuing our faith, especially in times where it's hard to see God at work. And last week, Joss spoke about worship, what it means to worship God and how do we go about worshiping. If you've missed any of these messages, I highly recommend watching them on our Facebook page or YouTube channel or listening to our podcast. This week, we're going to be looking at spiritual disciplines. But first, can you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a wonderful God. Thank you that you strengthen us and uphold us. Lord, we thank you for your word and that we have access to it. As we read and seek to understand what you are saying to us today, let it be your voice and your message that is heard and not my own. Please make me your instrument and my words your music. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I said before, today we're going to be looking at spiritual disciplines. But first, I thought it would be helpful to answer the questions, what is a spiritual discipline and why are spiritual disciplines important? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 has the closest word of discipline in regards to spiritual disciplines. The New American Standard Bible translation says, Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, where discipline is from the Greek word for gymnastics. We can therefore interpret 
that a spiritual discipline requires training, practicing, or exercising to achieve a spiritual fitness. A spiritual discipline is not something that comes easily to a person. It requires hard work to develop the discipline and to take part in it regularly. So if a spiritual discipline requires hard work, why should we bother to engage with one? Spiritual disciplines are important as they shape and strengthen our faith and help us to grow in spiritual maturity. So what does the Bible say about spiritual disciplines? For that, today we're going to be focusing on James chapter 1, verses 19 to 27, which says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues to see themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. As I read and prayed through this passage in James 1, I believe that there are three spiritual disciplines that James refers to. Transformation, self-examination and generosity. So we're going to be spending some time focusing in on these. Transformation is seen in verses 21 and 22. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. In verse 21, it is written, humbly accept the word planted in you. That is, allow God's words to wash over you and make changes within you whether they be changes in attitude, in behaviour, or in thoughts. And this is picked up further in verse 22, where James writes, do not merely listen to the word, do what it says. For example, if you hear Exodus 23, verse 1, do not spread false reports, do not help a guilty person by being a malicious witness, then act on it, but then you should act on it, by only spreading factual reports and by being an honest witness. Don't go home and spread lies about your neighbours across the road or anyone else for that matter. One spiritual discipline we ought to practise is obeying God's word as we engage with it so our attitudes, thoughts and behaviours can transform to be more Christ-like. This is a very brief summary of transformation. If you'd like to know more, please go and listen to week one of the Refresh series on our podcast. 
The second spiritual discipline we read about in James 1 can be found in verses 23 to 25 and is on self-examination. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But whoever looks into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard but doing it, will be blessed in what they do. When we look at our reflection in the mirror, we usually check our reflection to correct anything out of place. This may involve fixing a few loose hairs, doing up that one button that we missed, removing food marks or toothpaste from around the mouth, or realising that the clothing we're wearing has a stain on it and that we should probably wear something else. Checking our reflections allows us to give ourselves an accurate self-appraisal and identify errors needing attention on our outward appearance. A self-examination of ourselves from a spiritual perspective allows us to identify areas needing attention and work on our inward appearance, which is our character. It may be that there's an attitude towards a person or a situation that we need to change. It may be that we need to change a thought pattern. Or it may be a behaviour that we need to work on improving. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, Paul writes, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realise that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. To test ourselves to see whether we are in the faith is to determine for ourselves whether our attitudes, thoughts and behaviours are Christ-like or selfish-like. If we are found to have self-like attitudes, thoughts or behaviours, then the spiritual discipline of self-examination encourages us to change these to be more Christ-like as we grow in our faith and maturity. The third spiritual discipline I believe we read about in James chapter 1 is generosity and is highlighted in verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. We read here that we are to help orphan and widows who were a very vulnerable group during New Testament times as they relied on the generosity of family or strangers to survive. Being generous, though, means being kind to and giving towards others in both our words and our actions. It is saddening that in today's culture, bullying through the means of putting others down is becoming more common, and that hatred and negative speech is being directed towards more and more people. James writes in verse 27 that we are to keep ourselves from being polluted by the world. That is, to not follow what culture is doing, but what Jesus commands of us. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that may benefit those who listen. Building others up means speaking life and love into people with encouragements and positive speech, regardless of any differences you may have in beliefs, cultures or behaviours. 
In James 1 verses 19 and 26, we see examples of transformation and generosity happening in action with each other. The verse 19 saying, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And verse 26 saying, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. As a result of a transformation of the heart, we can be generous towards other people, which is a part of not conforming to the patterns of this world, but rather allowing a renewing of our minds, which Paul speaks about in Romans 12, verse 2. So now that we know what three spiritual disciplines are, how can we go about putting them into practice? As James 1, verse 22 states, it's not to just listen to God's word, but to do as it says. Transformation comes about through reading the scriptures, imprinting them on your heart, and basing our behaviours on what the scriptures say. But I just want to note, it is sometimes important to remember the historical context of some of the scriptures, particularly in the Old Testament. For example, Leviticus gives us a list of various of sins, including worshipping other gods and adultery, of which the punishment is death by stoning or other means. This was appropriate in the historical context, not so much in today's context. So please don't go around like stoning people, but do go around speaking life and love to others and blessing people as you interact with them. As we read through the scriptures, it is a good opportunity for us to examine ourselves and compare our behaviour with Christ's behaviour. If we were to look at an area of our life and we are discontent with it, we can be active in our transformation by looking at the scriptures and seeing what they have to say about that particular area of our life. An example for me, which relates to our passage in James, is that I can be really quick to respond in anger or hurt by lashing out. Um, and I have been thankful that I've had opportunities over the previous two weeks to practice thinking before I respond. By pausing and walking away from situations before responding, I know that I have avoided causing unnecessary pain and hurt to some of my loved ones. For me, though, this has been a work in progress for a few months, and it has been a slow work in progress, but it's definitely worth the hard work so that I can uplift and encourage people instead of hurting them. And as for generosity, we can express this through time, finances, and friendship. We can be generous by volunteering our time to assist with a project, an errand, or an odd job. We can be generous in donating our money to the church or charities. We can be generous in being there for a person in need, offering them prayer and company. And outside of these things, we can be generous in donating items in good condition that we no longer want to people in need. And we can be generous in the words we offer and the smiles we give to people, both those who we know personally and those we don't know. And as I begin to wrap up, I'd like to offer some additional applications on engaging with spiritual disciplines. The first application is prayer, as prayer is very powerful. 
We can ask the Holy Spirit to help us develop good spiritual discipline practices so that we may grow in our relationship with God the Father. Prayer in itself is a spiritual discipline and it can be helpful to keep track of our prayers so we know when God has answered them. Some suggestions for keeping track of your prayers include keeping a prayer journal, having a prayer box, or using a phone app such as Prayer Mate or the Prayer section of the YouVersion Bible app. The second application is to begin by reading God's Word every day, even if it's only for five or ten minutes at first. It could be doing a short daily devotional or a short Bible study every day. Something I'm currently working on is writing out a verse each morning so that I can reflect on it throughout the day. I do want to highlight, though, that this is something I am working on. And so I'm often behind in daily verses, but I am improving as catch-up days are becoming increasingly less frequent. And finally, I just want to encourage you to work hard at building your spiritual disciplines to become habits because they won't always come easily. If it helps, put the spiritual discipline you most want to work on into a habit tracker as a visual, visual reminder to practice that discipline or work it into one of your routines, which is what I am doing with my verse of the day by giving it a dedicated time in the morning, in my morning routine, to maximise my chances at finding time to practice it. You could also ask someone to keep you accountable by checking in with you and say, hey, how are you going with your spiritual discipline that you're practising? Being disciplined in practising spiritual disciplines will be hard work, but it will also be highly worth it for the rewards we gain in our spiritual journeys. Please pray with me. Thank you, Lord, for your word, so that we may learn to become more like you. Thank you for your wisdom in giving us disciplines we can practice to grow closer to you and to become more like you. Please give each of us a desire to practice spiritual disciplines and a strength to pursue um, each spiritual discipline, even when it seems hard to do. Thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen.